want to welcome you to Inside the Pages presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and on Saturdays, 11.30 p.m., you can find us on KKLA. That is 99.5 FM or uh, you can stream us live from there on KKLA.com, you know, and so this is the day that the Lord has made, May 15, 2022. We want to rejoice and be glad in it, you know, join in with us as we worship the Lord.
about what he's done and that you are just just wanting to give him glory right now mighty God you know it is something about being ushered into the presence of the Lord and that's what praise and worship does it ushers us in it gives us a, a moment to it helps us to readjust ourselves from where we were and where we would like to be, and that is in the presence of the Lord. Again, want to uh, greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Thank God for being back in the sanctuary once again. I don't know how people are able to do it to just avoid God and not be in his house uh, when there's no other house like this. You might have a nice home and you know, but there's no place where he has established his name. You know, the church is where God has established his name uh, to be glorified. And so, therefore, if we're not in the church glorifying his name, the glory is not going to be the same at home. Even when uh, they went into captivity for their uh, incomplacency and, and, and rebellion and different things that caused them to land there, uh, Solomon had, all, had prayed a prayer that, Lord, if they're, uh, because of the hardness of their heart, if they turn toward the temple and pray. And so that's why you find them praying, looking toward the east. And as Daniel would open the window up and pray um, and, uh, you know, and toward the temple. And so 
it's something about this place that has been consecrated, death that has been dedicated for the purpose of giving God glory. And so we just thank God uh, again uh, for his goodness. And our prayer is that you are feeling blessed, that you are doing well. And if you're not, I want you to uh, claim it. Uh, uh, all is well. Sometimes you have to claim it. All is well. You can put that on any, you know, just like you sprinkle a little salt on, on what you're about to eat, a little seasoning. I want you to put that on what you're about to do, that all is well, and then comply with that. Uh, again, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. I'm just so grateful this morning. You know, uh, for those that don't don't know, I was not I was not feeling well. I came down with a terrible sinus infection that had my ear infected, and you know, and so I needed to go to the doctor and um, get some antibiotics, and you know, just give this body a break. And so, from last Sunday through this Sunday, I've uh, I've been at home with one exception. And, uh, you know, and I, I feel 100. Today is double duty day, meaning that um, not only am I going to present uh, the word of God this morning here, but also um, at in a, another service at 1130 to present the word of God as well. And, and so I'm excited about the Lord. And, and I pray that you are, too. And and. And with that being said, we're going to go into a word of prayer uh, at this time uh, for you, our, our listeners, and for this nation. And uh, so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness, Lord God, and this opportunity that you have given us, Lord, a reasonable portion of health. You have allowed us, Lord God, to open our eyes on this day. Lord Jesus, and because of that, um, I'm here to say thank you, to give you glory and honor, Lord God, those that are joining in with us uh, now and those that will be listening later, is because they want to give you glory and honor. They are giving you glory and honor, Lord God, by the attention that, that they are giving unto you, Lord God. Well, we thank you, Lord. We, we pray and ask, Lord Jesus, that you would touch uh, this uh, this church this service, Lord God, that is dedicated unto you, Lord, the the neighbors, those that are surrounding us right now, Lord Jesus, this community, Lord, you you know the the the, the enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy, but we thank you because your word said where there's more sin, there is also more grace. And so, Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless, Lord Jesus, and help us to be faithful, Lord Jesus, so that your grace is shown. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would touch those that are preparing for service, those that are on their way, Lord Jesus, those that are already up ministering, that you would strengthen them in the name of Jesus. Lord God, touch, Lord God, those that cannot be in service because of work. 
blog out because of other situations that have prohibited them from being here at this time. Lord, but you know their heart and their compassion, Lord Jesus, and their, their mind is here. Lord Jesus, their thoughts are here. They're looking toward the sanctuary, Lord God, and so we thank you, Lord. Lord God, we honor you, Lord God, for your presence. Lord, not just here, but your presence in every place that you're that you are, your word is being proclaimed, Lord God, from not just on this continent, but Lord God, in the east and the turmoil that is occurring, Lord God, you are fully aware and we thank you and ask that you would bless the, our brothers and sisters that are there, Lord God, that you would strengthen them, Lord God, as Lord Jesus, and you know, Lord God, the wisdom and knowledge that is needed uh, for them uh, at this time. Lord Jesus, you know more and uh, a lot clearer Lord God, than any political party, Lord Jesus, than the governments, Lord, that, that has been established. Lord Jesus, so we pray and ask, Lord God, that your will be done, Lord, here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, we'll have the opening reading of our scripture, and then we want to worship the Lord and think about his goodness uh, some more before we go into the word of God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pastors. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and unto his court with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, his truth endure to all generations. And the Bible says, and those that believe continue daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church, daily, such should as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Bless your name, Jesus.
just give the Lord a hand wave. Just wave your hand. Mighty God. We'll never know what it actually took. We 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 do our best to try to sum it up, but you know, what did it really take for our atonement for sin? I think we just have a taste of it. And that taste really feel good. It really tastes good. So <laughs> mighty God. Well, we're going on into the book of, of Revelation this morning, the 21st chapter. And, you know, we're, we're quickly approaching and we really could summarize and uh, complete the, the book of Revelation and go on into uh, what the Lord has for us to do. And, um, and so we're quickly approaching that. You know, I, I'm, I'm excited about the Lord. I'm excited about what he is doing. I've learned some things. I've learned some things. You know, I've learned how to separate tradition. I've learned how to separate uh, organization. I've learned how to filter out things because it's so important that we are in the will of God, not in the will of man, but the will of God. If you think about the will of man, Right now, where we are at this moment, we are in the will of man. We're in the sixth day. And so in this sixth day, look at all the destruction. Look at all the chaos. Look at all the things that have occurred in this sixth day that will not be occurring in the seventh. It won't be occurring in the seventh day. And so we're all living and striving, you know, I hope you are living and striving, you know, to do the will of God. Because the safest place is in his will. The safest place is in the will of God. And I want to emphasize that the safest place is in his will, no matter what is occurring, no matter what may happen. Well, someone threatened my life or, or, or I'm I'm. I'm on the verge of death. Well, blessed are the, it's the death of the, of the saints in the eyes of the Lord. You are in a win-win situation. Uh, we should not be, we need the things that God has given us, and he told us to take domain over those things, which is occurring in this sixth day. Uh, but that is not uh, the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal is not that I live to be 100 years old. What is that? What is that going to benefit me if I'm not in the will of God? Uh, you want to be in the will of God and you don't want to wait to be 99 and a half and then uh, try to breathe out a prayer uh, that, well, I've lived and did all that I want to do outside the will of God. But now I'm 99 and a half and I'm going to do this quote unquote center prayer I'm going to throw up this Hail Mary and hope to catch it that God and, and, and I'll be saved it don't work like that God has called us for this day and for this purpose and you need to understand what this day is and what this purpose is that God has called you into and we'll go more into that uh, but uh, for now, Revelation 21, 
Beginning at the ninth verse, it says, And there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven veils full of the seven last plagues and talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. And he, he goes on, I'm not going to try to read all of this, but he goes on to give a adequate description of what the city looked like. Filled with precious stones, this city. Great jewels. And it, it reminds me of when Abraham sent his servant to get a wife for his son. And when he sent him, he sent him with jewels. He sent him with substance to show that not only am I looking for a wife, but I want you to know that I am well able to take care of her. Uh, this city. Now, he would have taken her back to a, uh, a tent or, you know, whatever they were living in. And with all the comfort of uh, that she had at home prior, ladies understand this and uh, gentlemen do the same. Uh, it's not enough to say, baby, I love you. It's not enough to express, you know, and, and show the uh, uh, have a PDA, you know, public display of affection. It's not enough for all of that. That's not it. You're going to have to have some substance to make her feel comfortable. Uh, ladies, you're going to have to have uh, some substance, too. And I don't mean the same. Yeah, I'm not telling you to bring a bag of of jewelry or anything like that, but you should have something. The Bible talks about a virtuous woman, and I'll leave that for for you to spend some time with uh, today. But um, but you're going to have to have some some uh, something in that gray matter. You're going to have to have something there uh, because. Uh, when he brings home the bacon, you need to know how to cook it, not burn it, but cook it properly. Uh, you know, it, it, and so uh, they knew that. They knew that. And it's important that you know that today. Too many of us uh, have watched and experienced uh, uh, others that have gone down that path of, well, we'll make it off of love, you know, and. Uh, they were willing to take that chance. Everyone didn't survive it. And so we, uh, the, if we follow the word of God, though, here we find that uh, New Jerusalem uh, is coming down, uh, having the glory of God. And her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like the jasper stone, clear as crystal, and, and have walls uh, great and high and 12 gates and at the gates 12 angels whose names written thereon which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel so these gates uh, are named uh, you know sometime in the movies I, I like westerns and and so I, I like uh, a good I like good westerns 
And, and so there are some Westerns I won't watch because they're not good. Yes, I'm a little, I have a little issue with, but listen, I like good Westerns. And then you ever notice that when they get to the ranch, as you enter the ranch, there is a marker uh, and it has the name of the, uh, the name of the ranch. And so this, the city has gates and these 12 gates have names above them. On the east, the three gates. On the north, three gates. And on the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations. And in them, the name of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The 12 apostles. If you recall the name of the apostles and Judas, who hung himself out of guilt, he repented uh, of the wrong that he had did, and he threw the money away, and he hung himself, and uh, the Bible said that the, that the Lord went into the, the grave and preached to those that were sometime disobedient. Well, Judas was there and heard the message, and so that should raise some questions as far as was Judas saved or not. Now, you won't know until you make it in, and if he was saved with his new name, you won't know it until he identified himself. And so uh, there's 12. Now, the Apostle Paul, Matthias, took Judas' place. The Apostle Paul is also an, uh, our minister or elder or whatever you want to, but he is uh, evangelist. I, I haven't found missionary in the scriptures yet. Uh, man has really changed the, uh, what God has said quite a few and, and, and voted on things and decided that because they voted, it was sanctioned by God. And that's not right. But uh, you go back and read the Nicene Court. And, but uh, listen here. The, uh, Paul is an apostle unto the Gentiles. There are 12 uh, uh, 12 gates and there is the foundation and the name of the 12 apostles is Paul name written there with the apostles he is an apostle unto the Gentiles I'm going to say uh, I think not because we are in a particular season and that is the uh, the dispensation of grace but his work has not gone unrewarded I, Paul said it's, it, it, I, I fought a good fight and he acknowledges that there is a crown of life waiting for him and for all of those that love the Lord's appearing I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that to them as of right now, in this moment, I know that there is a crown of life waiting for me. I'm not saying that by faith. I'm saying that because of a life that is being lived. And I will love his appearing. Mm -hmm. I love his appearing even at this moment. His presence right now. Enjoying it. And so uh, Paul knew this. I have a crown of life. I have a reward that is waiting for me. Bless your Lord. 
You ought to know that there is a crown, there are rewards that is waiting for you. He goes on to say that on the east gate, on the east three gates and the north and the south and on them and the, the wall of the city uh, had 12 foundations in the name of the 12. And he talked with me. Uh, he that talked with me had a golden reed and he measured the city and he gave him the measurements of the city, uh, which is not very large, but large enough. And he uh, talks about how the city was garnished uh, with all manner of precious stones. The very the thing that men have fought over, have killed one another over and uh, have lied and cheated to get. Here it is. The walls are peppered with them and uh, we're walking on those things and leaning against them and enjoying and just bear with me in my folly. But uh, but, you know, it's it's nothing. It's used as stones, just like we use brick or mortar uh, today. These are used to say. And so the 12 gates were 12 pearls. 12 pearls, if you never, you know, pearls are nice. They're a nice treat to have, a nice gift to give. Ladies and men like pearls, too. They can wear them. Uh, you know, you just have to shop to see what is the appropriate uh, type of uh, to give you. And, and men, without question, you already know that ladies do, too. And so the gates are 12 pearls and every several gates was of one pearl. And the streets of the city were pure gold, as transparent glass. It had been cleansed. The, the gold that that God has prepared is 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 pure. And he said, I saw no temple therein for the Lamb, for the Lord God Almighty, and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved, the nation, the ethnic groups, God doesn't just have a single group of people. He doesn't just have brown. He doesn't just have black. He doesn't just have white or yellow or red. But the nations, or purple, whatever you want to call, you know, whatever your skin complexion is, pecan, tan, whatever it is, however you want to dress it up to be. God does not have one nationality of people. You might say, well, he loved the Jews. Well, he took a Gentile and created a Jewish. Mm -hmm. Abraham was not uh, Jewish. Abraham was of the Chaldeans. So Abraham would have been considered a Gentile. And God took a Gentile and created a nation of people. And, and out of that, he said, everyone would be blessed through Abraham. And so the nations of them which are saved, the nations of them that are saved, that you want to be part of them that are saved, 
because they shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. The gates of it shall not be shut. Not, there's no reason to close it out. Not going to be shut at all by day, nor shall it be any night there. So the gates are going to remain open all the time. And there's going to be glory and honor of the nations in it because we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it. We're going we're gonna to bring it. OK, you're going to bring it. If there's any other time that no, I don't care if you how uh, if you was a party animal before you got saved or if you square, you know, if you were square, you're going to bring it in this occasion. You're going to bring it and, and nobody's going to be left out. Uh, no one's going to look crazy and they rejoicing. No one's going to say that, you know, you, you, you off beat or anything like that. You're going to bring it. You're going to bring your glory. You're going to bring the honor into the nations of it. And there shall in no wise enter into anything. It's not going to be like a rage where uh, people are, are taking things and uh, ingesting things. It's not going to be anything that defiles it. It's not going to be any shenanigans that are going on. Or anything that corrupts or abominable or anyone lying, whispering sweet nothings uh, in the ear of anybody. But only they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. It's important that you know, uh, that you ensure your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I have my Bible here and I'm hoping to find a particular scripture uh, to read to you regarding, but it's important that you make sure your name is in the Lamb's book of life. Uh, the Bible tells us in Second Peter, the first chapter, the 10 verse, says, wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling an election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. It, it takes effort to be saved. Just like it takes effort to sin. Uh-huh. Yeah, you press past some things. You press past more, uh, even moral standards to, to do something that you know you should not be doing. You fight against it. Until uh, you arrive at a particular point, it takes effort to uh, take your shoes and, and shirt off. It takes effort uh, to run into a place and snatch some. It takes effort. And so it takes effort to live saved. And so Peter said, if you put forth the effort. Uh -huh, all of us are called to put forth this effort. He said, wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if we do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You ought to press to put forth effort today. You know, the Apostle Paul said, I press toward the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. And so you've got to uh, press because you want your name to be imprinted in the Lamb's Book of Life. You don't want it to be blotted out. Now, 
uh, as I've so stated so many times, and, and you know, uh, we need to know and understand that God is not going to deal with the excuses that that people make and the fluff and preservatives and all the unnecessary ingredients that they add. And so I want to emphasize that that this one, as we read the scripture, I'm talking to you. It's about you and it's about the five that made it in. Now, there are many more that made it. But the Bible says that there was five that was wise. And there was five that was foolish. The five that were wise are enjoying the rewards and benefits of going in to the bride or the bridegroom. Now, uh, the scripture says, and there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vows full of the seven last plagues. This angel had been, uh, that had these um, plagues that had poured them out. Remember there was some, the, the world is in turmoil and there's a tribulation that is going on. And so now it is at the end of that. And one of the angels, one of God's soldiers, this angel carried this vow, uh, is seen here now in a compassionate state. And he wanted to show John the bride. John, I, I have something for you to see. And, and not just any bride, but the, uh, the, the lamb's wife. The one that the five had, like you, the, the one that the five prepared for. They went the extra mile. Those five. Uh, resisted when someone came to them and said, baby, you sure look good. You know, I can give you what you want, you know, or what you need. You know, I, I've got it. You know, whatever vernacular they may have used or, you know, whatever language that they may be uh, giving. Uh, and so to get the attention, you know, they, they're going to try to text you. They're going to try to sex you. You know, they're going to try to uh, uh encourage you to do something that is going to take away your virginity. I'm preserving myself. When we talk about the virginity, we're talking about preserving yourself. And so uh, uh, those five, those five had preserved themselves because they knew that there was a greater reward. Now you can say, you can use that old excuse that people like to use, and, and I'm only human. I've heard the song before too, and, and you know, and I've heard other people say that. But you ain't got to. That's not what God said. That's not what He said. He didn't say that. That well, I, I'm only I'm only human. You know, He didn't use none of those lyrics. But um, but the fact is is they resisted because there was a greater reward. 
This angel wanted John to see the, the, the bride of the Lamb. The bride. Uh, ladies could really uh, probably present this a lot better than I can because they spend more time preparing as a bride than, than the gentlemen do. Uh, we throw on a suit. Uh, we throw on, uh, you know, uh, our gear and we're set, you know, outside of whatever nervousness that may exist in, uh, you know, in that temporary anxiety of, you know, of this celebration, uh, you know, and trying to do things the right way. The ladies really take time and detail. That's why they have wedding planners. Uh, they have people to help specialize in those areas. And we have a wedding planner. We have someone that help us specialize in that area called the Holy Ghost. He'll teach you, read the 14th chapter of John, he'll teach you those things that you need to know. And, and so uh, ladies are, are able to do this a lot better than, than many uh, men. Now, the definition or uh, point of view that the bride is a woman on her wedding day or just before and after the event. The lamb's wife, this woman knows and is not ashamed to tell them, the five, I'm talking about the, you and the five, and not ashamed to tell them, uh, them, those them, you know who them are, those that approach you when they see. Now, some people are attracted by the fact that you have on a wedding ring, an engagement ring. Some people are attracted to that. It draws them like a magnet, devil. When it should reflect them, oh, well, she's married. I, I don't need, I cannot approach her because she's married or she is engaged. I, I should not trouble that person or that relationship. You, you bring a curse from God upon yourself for doing that. And, and so, uh, but these, these five, these five knew how to uh, let them know and to put them to shame that would approach them because they were preserving themselves for the bridegroom. Are you preserving yourself for the love? You, you know, the Bible, uh, I heard the psalmist say that uh, as the deer panted for the water, uh, so my, my soul panteth after thee. My heart is fixed. I'm thirsty and I'm hungry for you, Lord. The Bible says the thief comes to do what? To steal and to kill and destroy. But he came that to give you life. So the relationship that God has reserved uh, for the five and you that uh, the five that went in and uh, including you is that you would have life and have it more abundantly. When you read about the, uh, the, the, the city, you see that the city is filled with an abundance. That there is no night there. There's no depression. There's no heartbreak. No anxiety. No hunger. Or financial woes, to name a few. This time, uh, this time. 
we are we're not going to be or that's why I don't even want to be bothered with paying attention to the five. Because those other five refuse to get counseling where the five like you and I are ready for counseling. It's important that you get some counseling. Uh huh. That's why the Bible said, come and let us reason together. Uh, that's why the Bible said he is a great counselor. That uh, you'll find that over in Isaiah. And, and, and so uh, we are in preparation because the Bible said he that finds a wife finds a good thing. She, uh, the wife is wife, uh, it, meaning that they are prepared already. They are already in a mental and state of being, an emotional state of being for to meet those expectations church you've got to prepare to meet god's expectation and so that's what we are doing even in this moment that's what we are doing in every bible class that's what we're doing in every sunday morning we are preparing to meet and our personal devotion you know it's it's it's, it's important that when you're at home, you're alone, that you're meeting those same standards that you display when you are in public, in the public setting, or when you're in the corporate setting of the church. It's important that you meet those same qualities, qualifications, because you don't know when the bridegroom is going to appear. The Bible tells us that he's going to come like a thief in the night. And so those five that were waiting for him, uh, there was a cry that came and they were prepared. They, the five. There was ten, but there was five that was prepared because they had had wise counseling. Somebody told them, said, uh, pre be prepared. Don't be found getting ready but be ready. We don't have time to be getting ready when you can be ready. Now, there is a space of time and of preparation. And so you use your time wisely so that you can be ready. Now, we can apply that even in our natural that in the space of time, I was looking back over the months, I'm like, wow, we're five months into the year. We're already down here to May 15th. And, you know, what have I done naturally to be prepared? Do I need to step it up in my natural? Uh, do I need to apply myself more earnestly? And I said yes to all of those things. Well, I also have asked myself the same thing. Uh, when it comes to God's will, do I need to step it up a bit? What can I do? Lord, what, what is there anything else I can do that I'm not doing? Am I not applying something that can be applied here? What can I do to make sure that I am doing all, that I'm pouring myself out totally? Looking for that wise counseling and prayer. 
looking for that wise counseling and, and listening to the word of God. Even when I when I tune in to other uh, ministries and, uh, you know, I'm not looking for no fluff. I'm not looking for pretending. Hallelujah. I'm not looking for that. And I encourage you to to run forest. Run. Get up. Don't don't let nobody bamboozle you with a show. I was watching one of the ministers and they were talking about, uh, I think, three things of prosperity or something like that. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and we do believe in giving because the church lights don't stay on without offerings. The, the, the mortgage does, and rent does not get paid in churches unless there is an offering. Uh, that's what the tithing is for, bringing you the tithes and offering them to the storehouse so that there'll be meat for my use. That's talking about the maintenance of the facility. So without that, then you don't have it, and it puts the pressure on on one or, or maybe a couple of individuals. It becomes a burden when God called everyone to participate in that. Listen, this minister was telling the people, giving them three steps. I think it was three. I don't remember all of it. I turned it off because I noticed that 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 they had learned a particular behavior. Now, I'm, I'm not old and I'm not young, but I've seen some things. I've been some places. I, I've, I've noticed some stuff. And I was like, wow, you learned that behavior. And that's not good because you're trying to excite some folks to do something. Uh, my God. When it should be coming from wise counseling, when it should be coming from the move of God and their obedience unto the Lord. Without that wise counseling, you'll be misled. Without that wise counseling, you'll say it don't take all of that. But let me tell you something. It's going to take that and much more. Because the five that was ready, like you and I, the five that was ready had extra. They didn't just have enough to make it. They had extra. Now, we know they had extra because the five that was not ready asked them for some of what they had shared with us. And they said, we can't do that because then we may not have enough for ourselves. So uh, you, you going back to town, uh, going back to, you know, run and go get some. But while they while they went, the five that had what they needed went in. I'm waiting to go in. I'm waiting to go in uh, because uh, because of having what is needed right now in this moment. Bless you, Lord God. I'm not talking about waiting to go in with a with a run up and down the aisle and, you know, quickening and, you know, or anything. I'm talking about waiting to go in because it is an anointing that the, that takes you in. It's the anointing that breaks and sheds off everything else that is not like God. At the end of the shout, uh, at the end of the dance, now I'm separating, when I say shout, I mean the, the audible. 
at the end of the demonstrative, the dance, at the end of all of that, and, and you, you know, took your seat and you picked up a fan and you fanning yourself and, you know, because of the bodily exercise that you just went through, is did the anointing destroy any yoke off of you that had you bowed so that you can be caught up? Remember, John was told, come up. You got to come up. You got to transition. You got to move from where you are. Your present position and what you are seeing is not enough to see what I need, what I want, where you need to go, where you need to be at to see more. So you got to come up. You got to change. You got to move. Some things you will never see until you move. Movement is an important part of our existence. If you don't move, you're stagnated, and stagnation is not good. You know, we were having a meeting and uh, with the men, and, and you know, was talking about a uh, reading, and you know, one of the brothers said, "Well, I'm not an advocate reader," and I'm like, "Well, yes, you are. You read for work." In my mind, I'm saying this, so you do read. But how do you rise above your knowledge? If you don't move, gentlemen, listen to this because you need you need a good conversation. Uh, ladies, listen to it because you need a good conversation, too. If you don't rise above your thinking, your knowledge, because you're not going to think above the knowledge that you have, you are stuck. The only thing you can do at that point is repeat the same thing that has that you've been repeating uh, yesterday, the day before, last year, and, you know, uh, and on and on. You, you stuck. You cannot talk. Your conversation never becomes aggressive. It doesn't go into any other areas. You got to come up. And that's in your natural. You got to come up. And your spiritual, you got to come up. And you got to move. And I'm not talking about uh, I, I'm so heavily minded. I can't have a conversation about a baseball game. I, I can't talk about football or, or soccer. I can't talk about, you know, anything. You know, I can't play no dominoes and, uh, you know, or, or no monopoly. I'm not talking about that. That's a misconception. That's a wrong ideal. But you got to come up. You got to unblock the limitations. You got to move them out the way. My, my time is my time is, is, is running out. We have another service to go uh, go into. But listen. Oh, my God. Bless your Lord Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. I'm going to I'm going to drop down to the 22nd verse here. It says, and I saw no temple therein. For the Lord God almighty and the lamb are the temple of it. There was no churches there. No, uh, uh. There was, there's no, there's no cornerstone apostolic church. No, uh, there, there's no first missionary Baptist church metropolitan. There's no, that's not there. There's no Presbyterian or, you know, you're not going to find the, uh, the, the, the Crystal Cathedral Roman Catholic Church or nothing like you're not going to find that there. There is no churches there. 
In the Bible, the church is referred to and described as the ecclesia, the gathering together. That's what you're going to find, the gathering together. You're going to find you're going to find me. You're going to find uh, the, the you're going to find yourself. You remember, because you're going to be in the will of God. The safest place is in the will of God. And, and so you're going to you, you've pressing. You, you, you've heard what Peter said that 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 you're going to give due diligence into making your calling and election sure so that there is a, a way that is ushered in for you. Now, don't you know what that means? That that when you watch football games, you watch the Rams, you watch the, the Ravens and, and others that that when the, the gentleman that has the ball when he's carrying the peel and, and there are those that are blocking in front of him. Mm. They are blocking the opposition. They are ushering a way into the end zone. So when we abide, there is that we are being ushered in an interest is being made for us. And so there's no churches there. Uh, only the ecclesia will be there. The bride. We created these names and rules and regulations to comply with state laws and, and, and different things. But but understand something. Uh, they, they like to say that church and state don't go together. But that's not what Melchizedek would testify to because he was the king of Salem. And the priest of the most high God. He occupied both offices. The Bible said David was king. And he was also a prophet. What was going on? The saints will comply with what we are accustomed to already doing. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. What we're doing right now. I'm going to stop. I'm not, I'm not finished. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop right here. You can you can go on and finish reading. Reread the 21st chapter uh, of Revelation. Just reread it. You know, I like to read the scripture and, and I'll read it again. I'll come back and read it again later. I'll come back and read it again later. I'll turn it on and listen to it again, you know, um, over and over again. Because I want to know if I miss something. I want to know, Lord, is there something that you want me to Get out of this right now for me. It, what, what is it that you want me to give to your people? And so I'll listen. I'm listening. I, I'm, I'm sitting there because the Bible tells us that that the minister's responsibility is to sit and be fed of the Lord. So that they can regurgitate that information back. To his people, you feed my sheep. Will you feed my lambs? Well, since you belong to God, I need to know what to give you. Look, what do you want them to have? Uh, what should I give this lamb? I, I need to know as that I'm watching as that lamb grow. Are they ready to receive more? What do I, what do you want me to give them? Because you belong to God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. Thank you for 
this short exhortation, Lord God, and uh, Lord, and just to remind your people that it is about them. And it's about the five that made it in. And, and it's about all of those that are lining up in your will. Lord God, we just want to honor you and thank you for blessing us today to have ears to hear, hearts to receive. Lord God, we just want to honor you. And, and we want your help. We want to be counseled by you and your word. Lord, so that we know that we're on the right path, that we're doing what is correct. Lord Jesus, we seek you, Lord God. You said that whoever call on your name shall be saved. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for your kindness. Lord God, and we pray and ask that you would bless each one under the sound of my voice. Lord, to be steadfast and unmovable, abounding in the work that you have for them to do. Lord, those that are seeking a church home, Lord God, that are not near us, Lord God, ask that you would bless them to draw them, lead them to a place of, of truth and worship, power, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Then those that are on their way here to 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, ask that you would bless them, Lord God, and give us wisdom and knowledge, Lord, how to minister to your people. Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. I want to encourage you to join in with us again on, on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. as we go into the word of God. Now, we're going to go, um, we're beginning the book of Genesis, and you may have read it before, but join in with us. I've read it before, too, but I've learned some things. <laughs> God's word is inexhaustible. I've learned some things. And so uh, and so on Tuesday at 7 p.m., we'll begin the book of Genesis and we'll be closing out the book of Revelation. The Lord say the same on next week. And then we'll move as the Lord leads us on Sunday morning. And uh, with that being said, um, and remember the, the songs. I had to catch my thought there. My thought was running past me. Um, <laughs> remember the songs that are that are played, you know, and sung by our, our songstress. Uh, others are respectfully the property of the artists and the singers. And so um, just solicit your prayers. Be encouraged. God bless you if, you if you can. Join back in with us um, uh, at those times and uh, be blessed. time to, to worship as we're closing the service. Worship is good at the end, it's good at the start.